Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. I grew up believing that appearances were everything, that what you do is more important than who you are. And I navigated a pretty good part of my life through that lens. I did a lot of crazy things in the name of appearances. Like, as a senior class officer in high school, I thought that I needed to stuff just a few extra ballots just to be sure that I would be voted most likely to succeed. <laughs> yeah. I believe that in our truth, we are light. And, well, my truth, my truth doesn't give a shit about appearances. So that every time that I spun the truth, stretched the truth, manipulated the truth, or outright lied, it was like I was putting mud on my light. And over the years, you get enough mud, it starts to get real dark. And it got dark in my world. And I know I'm not alone in that. And that makes me sad. There's too much darkness in this world. <laughs> in um, February of 2007, I opened my dream. It was called Around the Table, a celebration of food and community. I worked my ass off. 16-hour days, I pulled all nighters on a regular basis. My health suffered, my marriage suffered, and I'd like to tell you that it all came crashing down because I, the economy was it just tanked, that I was in Camas and not in Portland, that I was way ahead of my time, but the reality of it is I fucked up in big ways. I made really, really horrible financial decisions. And when it all came crashing down, I came crashing with it. And I broke. And it was dark. Not long after I closed the restaurant, I ran into a customer in downtown Camas. And, you know, after the obligatory, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and we're going to miss the restaurant so much, and la, 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 she says to me, she says, what are you going to do? And I said, I am not going to do anything. I am going to simply be. And that, for me, was marked the beginning of a quest for me to find my truth to start wiping away that mud and bringing a little more light into my life. Now I got a great job and I used it for two years to pay off the enormous amount of debt that I was in. And <laughs> um, I paid off my last debt and I promptly lost that job. Actually, that's not true. I got fired from that job. That's how easy that mud is. 
<laughs> um, but I dusted myself off, and I, one night at dinner, I said to my family, I said, okay, what kind of job am I going to get? I said, actually, let's put it a different way. How much money do I need to make? And my daughter, who was 12 at the time, she said, as much as you can. <laughs> and I said, well, as much as I can means I'm probably not going to be here when you get home from school, and I'm going to be gone a lot of nights and a lot of weekends. And she looked at my husband, and she looked at me, and she said, we pretty much have everything we need. In June of 2016, um, there was the current reincarnation of the Grateful Dead called the Dead & Company that was playing in the Gorge. Now, for me, that's just a combination that you can't miss. The Gorge, the Grateful Dead, and so I packed my stuff up and I headed solo to the Gorge. <clears throat> now, I am a fiercely independent introvert, so I do solo really well. So I packed up and I headed to the gorge and I camped in the parking lot and I secured myself this beautiful patch of grass to lay my blanket on and be my dance floor for the evening. Now, as Lawrence Medjid, I like, I'm a deadhead. Um, it's my tribe, it's where I instantly felt at home, it's where I felt that I was loved for who I am and not for how much money I made or what kind of car I drove or what job I had or what I had on. People didn't even know your name and I felt loved. That was, and the music always, always took me to a place within myself where I knew that I was beautiful and powerful and divine. Who doesn't want a little of that? <laughs> and I have to say that in a show, I probably have more fun than most people do at a, in a week in Hawaii, <laughs> in one night. <laughs> so, and this night was, it was the gorge, and it was summer, and it was beautiful, and the sun was shining, and the music was absolutely inspired, and I absolutely let it all out. 100% released. It was a release of joy and hope and possibility and love and light. It was a pure expression of me. And it kind of looked a little something like this. <laughs> now, at, at set break, um, people tend to shift a little bit. I, I don't shift. I pretty much stay in one place. And, but people shift. So when at the end of the, uh, when the um, second set's about ready to start, you know, I get up and I kind of like shake my limbs out, you know, get all ready for the second set. And I hear this voice to the right of me says, oh my God, it's the dancing lady. We are next to the dancing lady. And I look over, and there's this older couple, and they've got these, those low beach chairs, and they're sitting there, and he looks at me, and he is just beaming. And he says, we were watching you from above, and we were grooving on you, and it was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. 
I am the dancing lady. And I have never been more proud to be anything than I was in that moment. Now, when my daughter had told me that they, we had everything that we needed, I took that and went back to the, to the industry that I loved, but this time I started at the bottom. And I got a job working part-time as a barista at Starbucks. Because it was part-time, I had great benefits, and I um, could spend time with my family, my daughter, myself. I had time to create, and a whole lot of time to work on wipe wiping off that mud. And I have to say that after that dead show, and kind of getting back on the bus, wiping off that mud became a whole lot easier for me. But there was this one mud that I just couldn't get rid of, as much as I tried. And it had to do with the fact that it killed me, that I, that I knew that my daughter had to tell people that her mom was a barista at Starbucks. She wasn't the manager, she wasn't even a shift supervisor, she was a barista. I had so much shame, so much failure built around that, I could not wipe away that for anything. And I tried, and I tried. About a year ago, I was doing my barista drive-through window early morning shift, and this gentleman came through, and he drove up, and he came to the, and at the window, he looked at me and he said, I just want to tell you that you are a blessing in my life. That every day, my day starts with love because of you. Thank you. And it was if he took this really soft cloth and that he just gently wiped away that mud. And I knew in that moment that it didn't matter what I was doing as long as I was being the dancing lady. <laughs> 